Back to the breaking news we started this morning with. Deshaun Watson will be suspended for six games for violating the league's personal conduct policy. That's according to new reports this morning. The Players Union, in a statement Sunday night, made it clear that it will, quote, stand by Judge Robinson's ruling. No appeal from them, but what about from the NFL? Shannon, how do you think the Cleveland Browns should feel about this situation this morning? Hell, they should feel great. They, they know they now, now, as we sit here, Skip, Deshaun Watson's going to be gone for six games. We're going to get him back with 11 games to play. Hopefully, he's, he'll be working out. He'll be ready to go. Obviously, his rhythm will be a little off, but I, I think Deshaun's going to throw. But there's nothing like football shape better than playing football. And so he's not going to be able, but, he, you know, he'll get an opportunity to get, he's in training camp. He'll probably play some of the preseason game. It's hard to see me now, Skip, where he doesn't play any preseason. I won't, because it's going to be a year since he last played a, played a meaningful ball game. I don't know if he played uh, uh, any in the preseason last year, but we know he didn't play any in the regular season. So this will be his first opportunity in actual live game situation, to, even though it's preseason, to get an opportunity to get his rhythm, feel the pressure around him, feel people around his feet, yeah. and be able to throw the football. So for me, I think Cleveland is feeling very good. They said they did their homework, Skip. I don't, you know, look, I, I, I guess you just have to take a, a, a man at his word and say they did do their homework. Um, but this is the best outcome they could have possibly hoped for, Skip. Six games, given the, the, the magnitude and, and just the sure volume of the women. All I know is this, no matter what you think about this situation, two grand juries, and a lady that's taking an oath that has a black robe on says, this is what we deem. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to have a lot of people on television that doesn't have degrees in law, that doesn't ever hadn't judged. Oh, this is what should have happened. That's what should have happened. Even though you don't have the facts that the grand jury had and, Doc, and, and Judge Sue Robinson had. So, Skip, I'm, I'm cool. Like, like I said, I, I've done, you know, sometimes, and I'm, you know, you just have to take the emotion out of it. You, you feel bad, and, and, and hopefully the, the, the restitution that these women, the, the, settlement, the civil settlements, that brings them some sort of peace. Um, but I, I just don't know what else, you know, people want. Judge Sue Robinson, did she, did, she couldn't put him in jail, and I know that's what some people want. Now they want, now Roger Goodell is their best friend. Roger, do what you always do. You know what you did to Zeke. You remember Tom Brady phone. You gave Tom Brady four games. Yep. Do what you do, Commissioner Goodell. And so we're going to see right now, Cleveland has to feel very good. They're not out of the woods yet. Let's see what happens come Thursday. I think they got until Thursday mm -hmm. to file the appeal and see what direction they want to take it in after yep. that. And then if there's no appeal file, they're going to feel great about this decision. Yeah, just from a football point of view, the Cleveland Browns have to be jubilant, like <laughs> quietly jubilant. Yes. They can't celebrate. Right, right. Because there will be backlash. Yeah. Behind closed but doors, they're celebrating, Skip. Th they have to be celebrating. Yeah. Because the downside here would have been if the NFL had gotten its reported way of a whole nother year mm -hmm. of suspension, so that would be two full years away from football, then the Browns would have to say, what will he be when he comes? It's hard to, right. be, as you well know, if, if you miss two full yeah, years yeah, yeah, yeah. of playing that position and all of a sudden you try to get it back, the rust... The, the doubt that would creep mm -hmm. in, you're not sure. But now, to your point, you could play him in the preseason. You, you might want to play him a good bit in the preseason. Right. And 
and you look at your schedule, you got Jacoby Brissett. And I respect Jacoby. Right. He's just obviously he's not Deshaun. But his record as a starter in this league is 14 and 23. So he has won 14 games. Right. And for the Colts, he went 4 and 11 one year, and then he went 7 and 8. Well, the 7 and 8 bodes well for the Cleveland Browns because he almost won half of his, his games starter. that year. Right. And then last year for the Dolphins, he won two out of five games. So right. he went two and three for the Dolphins. He's not bad. So can you muddle through? And and I look at the first six here for the Cleveland Browns. They uh, should start two and zero. They should beat the Panthers okay. and the Jets. Kill. Okay, they should. Now if Baker plays. We got due on it. I, I got man, Baker. Baker we're going to talk about Baker. Okay, we're going to talk about Baker. But Baker will not start the first game. If he did, you're going to lose that game. No, I wouldn't. Okay, so at Carolina, they should win that game against Sam Darnold. Your guy, Sam Darnold. Be- but, but for all I know, PJ Walker will start that game. Win by Knowing fourteen if Baker rule. starts. Okay, well, we got due on it already. Okay. I think okay. we got five cases. Okay, now, so I'm good. You, you to go. talking real big? You talking real big I'm, right I'm now? Done deal. Okay, on that okay, one. done deal. But then the Jets come. They should. The Jets the, are the better. Browns around Jacoby are good enough that they should yes. beat the Jets. Yes. Okay. Maybe they could beat the Steelers. I don't know with the brand new quarterback. Right. I, I don't know which direction they're going to go yeah. exactly. Steelers they, defense is going to be very good now. The one thing, the defense, they pride themselves on defense. I got it. So you win a low-scoring game. Could you? Because the Browns, they got a lot of football players. Yeah, yeah, they got a good defense themselves. Yeah, absolutely. The offensive line should be pretty to very good. Yeah, very good. Okay. So you got three winnable games to start. I've never seen anything like this. Okay, you go to Atlanta. Well, I I would chalk that up. No, Skip, they play the Steelers again. It's home the Steelers and then go to the Steelers. Wait, in a row? I yes. Didn't write that down. Week sure? three versus Steelers at oh, home. Okay. Well, Week four at Steelers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then they got Chargers Patriots. Okay. Well, I don't know how I got at Atlanta. I wrote down. <laughs> I, I got bad information, but whatever. Okay. okay. So you said they got the Steelers back to back. Yes. And then it's charged. There's no at Atlanta. I, I mean, on my the way I got it wrote down to have at Panthers versus Jets at home, Steelers at home, at Steelers, Chargers, Patriots at home, and five and six. Okay. Well, the point is they got one, two, the four out of six games are at home. Home, yes. Okay, well, that should give you some shot, right? right? And they did add Amari Cooper for what that's worth. I'm not the biggest fan, but right. he's still pretty good. Yes. And he'll be a little better than Rashard um Higgins. What's his name? Higgins, Higgins. that went to Carolina with Baker to Carolina. Right. Okay. So my, my point is they have a chance to win. What? What? Can they win three games right. out of the six? Could mm-hmm. they be three and three? Sure, they could be. Right. Okay. Well, that's jubilant. That's celebration. Because if Deshaun comes back on October 23rd, it's at Baltimore. That'd be a hard start. But, yeah. uh, again, I, I think he'd be up to the task. Well, Skip, this is why it looked. What you've invested in your defense with Miles Garrett, you brought Jadavian Clowney back, you Denzel Ward, all these guys. Skip, this is what you said. Okay, Deshaun's going to be away. We're probably going to have to win low-scoring games. That means you're going to have to be exceptional the first six weeks of the season. Now they're going. Justin Herbert's look. With the exception of Herbert, are we really sure about any of these quarterbacks that they could possibly? I like Mac Jones, and and Bill, uh, Coach Belichick has been glowing. He spoke. He's spoken more about Bill, <laughs> Mac Jones in a year than he did Tom Brady in twenty. Well, he's trying to speak him into Tom Brady existence. <laughs> is what he's trying to do, and it's not going to work. But, but go ahead. But when you look at the charming skip, the, the only t- the, you know the Chargers. It's the only team that right now that you say, man, that quarterback is, is sure fire. I like Mac Jones, but Mac Jones isn't Justin Herbert. 
And we don't know the, the Steelers situation. Is it going to be Cody Pickett? Is it going to be Mitchell Trubisky? I, I assume it's Trubisky. But, but I heard that he, they were booing him because he was having, you know, he had a couple of bad throws in camp and he was booing him. Zach Wilson, I'm not sold on Zach Wilson. I'm definitely not sold on any of the, the Panthers quarterback. But with that being said, defense, okay. Okay, guys. Go okay. do it. So I'm back to big picture again. I have my concerns about Deshaun moving forward only because his off-field behavior with all these massages was so relentlessly reckless for the face of the franchise. It was just for years on end of recklessness mm -hmm. where you're saying, what are you thinking? What, what are you doing? Well, he, he, has a, he does a hell of a job of compartmentalizing because to be able to do this and then all of a sudden to be able to focus in, it didn't affect his play on the field, Skip. No, it did not. <laughs> I mean, he threw for the head. His last year, he threw had the most passing yards in the season his last year of starting. That's what we know, and we – we saw the improvisational skills that this man possessed. And he's 26. Hey, I, I don't like him as a quarterback. I love him as a quarterback. Yeah. I loved him at Clemson. He nearly beat St. Nick twice <laughs> in championship games. He did beat him the second time with a walk-off throw to Hunter Renfro, yep. who's done well by him yeah. himself. And Oakland. With I mean, the, the Vegas Raiders. Yep. And the point is that the last time I saw Deshaun, if he can – Snap it right back to there. I, I told you I thought he was a top three quarterback in the league. Mm -hmm. The last time I saw him, can he snap his fingers and say, I'm, I'm that guy again? Right. He's a young man. I assume he can. I think Cleveland scored. And I told you from the start, I got no issue with Cleveland replacing my guy Baker right. with that guy Deshaun because that guy Deshaun is better than Baker Mayfield will ever think about being. That doesn't mean Baker's bad. I think he's going to be pretty good to very good for Carolina, and then his next stop, which will be through free agency a year from now. But in the end, you, you, you look at this and you say, they got Deshaun Watson, and they kind of skated through all this, and they're, they're going to be pretty good. Yeah, six games. And, and I still give them a shot to win this division. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But this, this division is going to be very tough because I think you, you and I both agree Cincinnati will be better. Uh, Lamar Jackson, they get a lot of their players back. Dobbins is back. Marlon Humphrey is back. Yep. Peters is back. They're going to be better uh, uh, defensively than what they were. They won't be as much feast or famine as they, was, uh, as they were under Wink Martindale. Um, and so, Skip, this is going to be a very, very, very tough division. And, Skip, I, I said something they were celebrating. I'm talking about they're celebrating Deshaun only getting six games. Sure, yeah. That's the only thing no, that they're celebrating. No, they're not, I got you know, it. You know, no, I, I got it. They, they got to do it quietly. Yes. They got to lock the doors. Yes, yes. But I cannot condemn them for saying, from a football perspective, we got a shot. Right. And, but, but, I mean, the thing is, they have to feel good. Two grand juries and Judge Sue Robinson says, this is it. Okay. Now, it's the Baldwin Commissioner Goodell. He has yep. three days Thursday. We'll find out. Do they this go away, or does he say, no, we're, we're appealing and they try to— They have to feel better that all but one of the civil suits against Deshaun have, have been, been settled. settled. Yes. So they're moving on, and I'm pretty sure, just my gut feeling, the NFL will certainly monitor the backlash, yeah. but in the end, the NFL wants everything to go away and start football— the way we need to start football with the focus on football. I mean, I'm just looking at what the Browns gave up. Three first-rounders, two fourth-rounders, and a third-round pick. And all that. Two thirds. Two thirds, yeah. <laughs> That's a King's Reds, but Skip. Like uh, uh, Jerry West said about Kevin Durant, is that you can't give up enough player? Because I, I agree with that. If, and if, I, if, I actually think that's a great analogy for this. Yeah, if you if – you, 
There's a reason why. What did we say? No quarterback of this magnitude never. has ever come available at this age. Nope. No, it's never happened Mm-mm. before. And to the Browns' credit, they seized the opportunity, in part because I believe Atlanta and New Orleans were starting to get cold feet. Right. And they said, we will plunge. And they plunged with both feet. I think Atlanta might have been willing to stay with the status quo, the contract as it was, but not add another $80, $90 million on top of it, Skip. And guarantee the whole contract? Remember, he said no to Cleveland the first time. Yeah. And then it's like, you still interested? Then they made him an offer he he could not refuse. Wow. Well, gentlemen, if this punishment holds, Deshaun will be eligible to play and practice all through preseason, and then he can come back and practice week four ahead of that week six debut. Okay, wow. Plenty of time with that new team. All right, still to come this morning on Undisputed, Skip and Shannon are going to look back more at the life and legacy of the great Bill Russell. That's next. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right, Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me, that's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew. Soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew. Ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids. Just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app. Today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash UndisputedPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, 
dot com slash undisputed pod. Your mental health journey begins here. World lost Celtics legend and Hall of Famer Bill Russell Sunday. He was 88 years old. So many folks posting about the impact Russell has had, including Jeannie Buss. She retweeted a clip of Kobe talking about the Celtics legend. Take a listen. Tactically speaking, because, you know, I'm always, I always geek out about the game. He said, when I played, um, I could score the ball. I could handle the ball and I could pass the ball. But it was really important in order for us to win, I had to look at my teammates and say, okay, there's other players here that do that better. Therefore, I must allow them to do that. And what I do best is defend and rebound. So I'm going to completely focus on that. Let Kuzi handle the ball, right? Let Sam's be the shooter, Havacek be the shooter. And I thought that was a very, very insightful thing um, that I used in how I was able to go on and win those two championships uh, post-Shaq. One of the things he said is, um, yeah, at the time, he was dealing with a lot of racial issues in Boston and, um, and stories, people throwing things at him during the game and yelling you know, the craziest things from on the court. I said, well, how did you deal with it? He said, well, I internalized it. I felt like the best thing that I could do is use that as fuel as opposed to just simply having an emotional outburst to them. I decided to use that as, as energy to enhance my performance. Right, so even though he's, it seems as if he's not, he's tuning out the noise, he isn't. He's hearing it and he's using it. Such an insightful walk down memory lane with Kobe. Shannon, jump in here. What's your takeaway? What's your reaction to all of this from Kobe? It was one of the many great tributes that I heard yesterday. Uh, Kobe, Magic, a lot of guys had things. I saw the one with Magic and Mr. Russell was talking, and then they bring Larry Bird in, and they they joking and carrying on and talking about we have all the championships between us three right here, and it was just a great. But even Lakers, who hate Celtics players, understood what this man was, what he is. And so Kobe had no choice but to give him his kudos you win 11 championships, and Kobe understands how hard it is to win a title. And the man won 11 of them in 12 years. And he understood his role. He, Kobe said it like, look, I could score the basketball. Probably could have scored more than what I scored. But I ha- had other guys that could score better. None of those guys could play defense like I could. So let them do what they do really well at a high level. Let me do what I do at an extremely high level, and let's see where it goes. Well, it went to the tune of 11 championships. Mm-hmm. It's hard to argue that. Nine as a player, and then the other two as a player coach. So for me, Skip, and, 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 and uh, the finals MVP trophy became the Bill Russell Award in 2009. Well, Kobe won it, and then he won it again the following season. So, I, I, look, we know, we know what Mr. Russell is, and so I'm not, I'm not surprised. And that's their most, the Lakers and Celtics is as heated rivalry as we have because they've met so many times with the championship on the line, and the Celtics have gotten the best of them. But even as, as, as a bitter rivalry, you know, the Steelers and the Ravens, we respect hard-fought, tough competitors, and we give them their kudos. And that's what, that's what Kobe was doing in this mind. Man, it's still hard to believe. Damn, Kobe gone. Mm. It's hard to, to believe that even in this montage, what Kobe was saying is that Kobe understood what it takes to be a champion. And what people have to be willing to sacrifice. He's like, I mean, I could score. I could have scored more. But at what expense? Mm. Now I'm stepping on somebody else's toes. Like you said, he's never led the team in shots in a season. Not one time. Or scoring. Scoring. And he could have skipped like, well, hold on. I'm Bill Russell. I got all these. Hey, I got the MVPs. I'm winning MVPs. Not you. 
So guess what? I want to lead the league in scoring. It was never about that. It was always team success, and he felt that the most important thing he could do was to make sure he gave his team the best chance of winning, and the best chance was that was to play outstanding defense, rebound the basketball, mm. and he did that at as good a level as anybody. I mean, it's, it's crazy. These his day ain't nobody doing that, Skip. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody, nobody, nobody's doing what he what, what he did. Nope, it's over, <laughs> done. So before I expand on what you just said, quick point of order. So Jeannie retweets the video, the audio of Kobe talking about Mr. Russell's passing, or not about his passing, but about him and, and what he conveyed to Kobe. And what surprised me was, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm, I'm not sure LeBron posted anything. I don't think so either. And, and I was surprised by that. So now we're back to Jeannie keeps harking back to Kobe, but this would have been a nice moment where Jeannie could have retweeted what LeBron said because he's now the face of her franchise. I think LeBron is like when 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 Kobe first passed, LeBron was, I think, late to the party. Because I think of something of this magnitude, Skip, you just don't want to be, you know, generic. You want it to be thoughtful, you want it to be insightful, and you want it to be you want it to come from the heart. And so I do believe LeBron James is gonna have something to say at the time when he's ready to tweet it, because obviously he knows what an icon that Bill Russell is in this sport. I don't know if they had any relationship. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know how. How I'm sure uh, the 75th anniversary. I don't know if he was at. The, I think he was at when they had to, uh, back in Cleveland. I think he was there. I he was there. And, and 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 so LeBron is one. <laughs> has won four finals MVP, the four Bill Russell Award. So I'm sure they've had some interaction. I just don't know if they've had the interaction that he and Kobe had because Kobe uh, told, Russell said that Kobe was the only player to tell him he borrowed a scouting idea of pinpointing a player's agenda from reading Russell's book. So let me, I, oh, so that's what he wants to do. Okay, I'm going to let you do that and see how it works out. Okay. Because that's what he said about Wilt. He said, I'm going to let Wilt, okay, Wilt, score. Go get 50. The rest of your guys not going to do anything, though. Correct. So, as I pointed out earlier in the show, Bill Russell met his arch-rival, Will Chamberlain, eight times in playoff series, mm -hmm. and Bill Russell's team won seven of them. Even though, for their careers, Wilt averaged 30 points a game to Bill's 15 points a game. Yet their other stats were exactly the same for their careers. Each averaged 23 rebounds a mm -hmm. game, which today would be unheard of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And four <laughs> assists, which is on both parts pretty good. If you can average four assists a game as the starting center for your team. Yeah, those, I mean, people need to understand, those are rebounds for a career, not a season. No, this is for your whole okay. career. You <laughs> average, every time you set foot on the basketball court, you average 23 rebounds. That means you had a lot of 30-plus rebound games. 40s, 40 50s, yeah. Okay, I made the case earlier. Bill Russell was, to me, the most unselfish superstar ever. And nobody ever accused Kobe of being unselfish, but I do believe he had to live and learn, and he had to listen to what that man told him right. about you do have teammates that you have to trust. Yes. Just so, it's what Jordan went through uh -huh. when it was just... It, it, it was just him in the early 80s. Early yeah, and, and, and it, was, it was kind of laughable because he had little to no respect. So now let me tell you the story of what I attended, I guess it would have been in June of 1998. Michael Jordan had just won his final MVP, and the Bulls decided to go off-site and celebrate that day by having in a hotel ballroom a big media gathering, and guess who showed up out of nowhere 
Mr. Russell showed up <laughs> to present the MVP to Michael. And we were all shocked as media members. I was there as the columnist for the Chicago Tribune. We were shocked that Bill Russell showed up for this. My second shock was I never saw Michael Jordan display any awe for any other human being, let alone any other basketball player, but he did for that guy. Right. He was in, he was in wide-eyed awe sitting up there at the dais next to that guy and right. having that guy present to him. Right. Well, you know and I know. How many players down through the ages have come up to you and you know of them and you, you kind of pat them on the head right. a little bit and you, you try to pay homage to them, but, mm-hmm. but you're like, I don't really know what he did. Right. But down through the ages, every generation of NBA players, they're in awe of him. That, level, that level is mythical. It's 11, <laughs> it's 11 championships. He won back-to-back national championships in college. Has there ever been a, a greater winner? Obviously, Michael went four, uh, uh, 6-0 and in the, right. the finals. Right. But but eleven in thirteen years, and you went eight in a row. I mean, it's just hard to argue with, yeah, with five MVPs. So it wasn't like he was just a cog in the system. He won the MVP five times, and not one time in all those years did he lead his own team in shots attempted. Well, how do you win five MVPs? Because people started to value rebounding, defense, shot blocking. Right. Right. Yep. Okay. And he was the driving force of those Celtic teams, but. It was Kuzi and Sharman taking more shots. And then it was Havlicek and uh, Sam and KC. And all of a sudden, everybody, Heinsohn's taking more shots. Uh-huh. Well, they're they're loaded with Don Nelson's coming off the bench right. also. But I think Heinsohn won yeah. Rookie of the Year. Yeah. When uh, when he, I think he and uh, Mr. Russell came in the same year. If I'm not mistaken, I think yeah. Heinsohn won Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Well, they're, they're loaded with shooters. And he's just saying, I can shoot because he could really – I trust me in this. Mm-hmm. I watched him. Yep. He had a sweet left-handed stroke. It looked good. It, it, he he could have averaged 30 if he'd felt like it, but it, they wouldn't have beaten Chamberlain every time. No. Nah. Right? No. Nope. Okay. Nope. Like you said, you have, you have to sacrifice. You have to know who you are and what's the best way, what's the best way that we can win a championship because I got to set my ego aside. A lot of times, Skip, you have to set your ego aside for the betterment of the team. Now, yeah, you're right. I go average 24. I can average 25, 30 points a game. But the, is that the best way for us to go about trying to beat? I can't yeah. beat him playing his game. We go, we get into a battle, Skip, going back. He's like, nah, go ahead and get your 40. Get your 40 and 30. I'm going to have my 20 and 35. And guess what's going to happen? My other guy's going to beat your other guys, and we're going to win the game. And I'm going to make sure they beat you. Yes. Right? And the, the story, uh, I was reading this story where um, – Michael had met uh, Mr. Russell and say, we coming for your record. And he turned around and looked at Michael and told him, which one? <laughs> you bingo. Touche. Because he knows there ain't nobody getting this level. <laughs> this, I think this is, you know, people talk about DiMaggio's 56-game hitting streak skip. You're not touching this. <laughs> so in, in the biggest picture, you, you look at this and say, why are they in such awe of this man? Well, the stories got passed down through the ages of the racism he had to yes. fight through in the city of yes. Boston with the yes. Celtic fans. Yes. Yes. And what happened, you told the story early on, He couldn't. no one would sell him a house when he first got to Boston. Right. When finally he, he went to a suburb called Reading, which is like mm-hmm. 15 minutes north of Boston. Right. And right away, vandals break in and spray paint inward all over the house, mm-hmm. and they defecate in his bed. Yeah. What? Think about, Skip, this is your home. Think about what Russ... Now, Russ is saying, I can't take my fans to you guys calling me Russ Brook, and I can't take my family. Think about what this man is going through. What they're yelling, and he still has to play at an extremely high level and win. And he's not just in Boston, 
you know, Boston, Boston fans get upset. You earned this title. You've earned the title that, that's been bestowed to you because of the way you behaved in the garden, the way you behaved at Fenway Park. You've earned this title. Wear it proudly. Don't try to be, oh, oh, every, and what y'all do is everybody like that. We just fans. No, you can be fans and cheer and root without using racial epithets. You can do that. And without doing what you did to the man's home. You, that, that, you're not, that's not a fan. I just want y'all to know, Boston, that's not fandom, the way you behave with Mr. Russell and the way you, some of you guys, not all of you, the way you uh, behaved at Fenway Park. Mm. But, Skip, for him to have to deal with that, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't even imagine. I couldn't even imagine because, you know, I would like to think that my home, you know what? That's one of us. We're not going to treat him like that because mm-mm, he wasn't spared. That's why the younger generations still viewed him as so legendary. Mm-hmm. They knew no, no professional athlete ever stood stronger for what he believed in than that man. Yeah. Could you imagine? Because now you say something to a player, player to have you ejected from the game. Just imagine if, if Mr. Russell, there might have been like two people in there watching the game if he'd have had people for saying things to him and he could just point them out and security would escort him out the building. It, it might have been just the reporters in there and hell, <laughs> watching, watching the game. But for him to, 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 to be the man, like I said, you, you find it very, very rarely that everybody has something, and I hate to say all or every, but every, every little montage or people speaking, nothing but great. That is correct. Gentlemen, I know we could remember Bill Russell all morning. Rest in peace, Mr. Russell, and thank you for all of your contributions on and off the court. No mercy.